Well, hello everyone, and welcome back to Unlimited Boundaries, Officer B, with your host Lester Bailey. Today, I have my random thoughts. I always have these random thoughts that come up in my head from time to time, and certain stories I like to tell you about. Well, during my years of being a Chicago police officer, I remember when I talked to you before about just so many different activities and different things that happen on the street, and sometimes it involved me, and it made me kind of nervous about seeing some things. I had been put on fear several times, but there were always some times that I just had to question, like, wow, did this really happen in front of me? Well, being a police officer, sometimes you get some of the strangest assignments. And I was assigned to one of the Chicago police high schools. And it amazes me that you have gang fights. I saw my very first gang fight. And I really didn't know how to approach it. I was kind of shocked. Because I remember when I was in school, in high school, like many of us do, and we saw a fight, an occasional fight with, you know, just regular fisticuffs. And two people, once they stopped fighting, that was it. That was done. You didn't have to worry about that anymore. But in high schools today, in today's time, we're talking all the way up to 2018, which is around right now. Gang fights are one of the most dangerous things that happen in every high school. Even the ones that you don't think that if they're in affluential neighborhoods or they're in the neighborhoods of the impoverished people, there are always some type of major fight that goes on. The difference between if you're fighting for over a girl, over a guy, that's not that real big of a deal because you, you, it's just not learning how to handle and control your own mental state your own anger, and that's how that fight begins. But a gang fight, a gang fight is a little bit more in-depth. Most of the times that I've ever seen gang fights, it's because something happened in the neighborhood. Someone crossed over into someone's territory. Someone got shot, and that happens more often than they like to talk about. The news wants to talk about what the news wants to talk about. But gang fights go on at least every day at a school, especially in the city of Chicago. I know for sure. But in other schools all around the world, after talking with many police officers, gang fights happen because gangs are everywhere. So stop saying that's not in my school. My child hasn't been a part of it. They've never seen it. My child wouldn't do this. Most of people who are listening to this podcast never asked your child, has they ever, have they ever been involved in a gang? Do they know anybody who was involved in a gang? What are some of the gang signs? What are some of the gang's way of dressing? How do gangs communicate? I know you've never asked that question of your child, but your child has seen more in their lifetimes. They don't grow up as you have, as you were used to. These children are involved in everything. These children have grown and seen more life in their years than most of us have in the 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, and 70s. These children are involved in everything. They will get inside of a gang, and it doesn't matter whether it's East Coast, West Coast, Midwest gangs. There are always gangs.
Gangs fight over the little bitty thing. Most of them you'll see fight over little territory. It could be as small as a street or a street corner or an alley. They don't want you to sell drugs on the street. They don't want you to have guns on the street. They don't want you to rob in their area. They don't want you to steal in their area. Gangs are involved in all of those things on a regular basis, whether you believe it or not. If your child has any drugs, they're using any drugs, whether you know it about it or not, they're involved with a gang. So stop telling yourself, oh, no, not my child. Oh, yes, your child. Gangs are so prevalent. But back to being inside of the high schools, you will see something that happened on the street and this child will come to each other. They plan fights. They plan shootings. A lot of occasions, you will see gangs have things outside of school. They will bring up their guns. They will bring up their knives. They will bring weapons to high school because a lot of the schools have metal detectors. The kids are smart enough to leave them outside and they come back and get them. For the schools that have open doors and open policies and everybody wants to have a freedom, that's how the gang shootings actually happen. That's how you have gang violence and that's how children make decisions on what school that they want to kill somebody at. Let's not try to act like they don't do it. Yes, they do. It's not just a lone wolf on a lot of occasions. It's just the ones that the schools want to talk about when there are multiple people. They're not looking for that one kid who just walks in. They'll just turn around and tell you, okay, that was that incident. No, it is not just that one. Kids, when they're in gangs inside of the school, communicate. They're not allowed on different floors. They're not allowed in the same classroom, although you believe that they are. They are not allowed. These are some of the things that happen. Children decide in the classroom through their cell phones how to communicate and how to let each other know they're about to meet in the middle of the hallway during passing time. And there's going to be a fight of some sort. The initial fight in the school is of one that children look at and say, we're going to carry this back to the neighborhood if it did not already stand in the neighborhood. Your children sometimes won't come to school because they know that there is gang involvement, gang fighting, gang killing planned. So you need to start asking the question of your child, what's going on? They're going to be vague. They want you to not have to learn about what they go through every day, how they have to go through gang territories in order to get to school. They're not going to let you know that they're put in certain gangs so that they can feel safe. Some of them getting, get into gangs because it's a way of feeling safe. It's a way that they can get around everybody, no matter who the adult is and what he or she are thinking. This is one of the biggest things behind gangs. They recruit. Gangs recruit every beginning of the school year until the following month. They wait until there's about a break in school before they stop recruiting. They recruit from the day they get into school until the first break. What is fall break, spring break, whatever the case of the break. Christmas break, it, you call it what you want. You know where you are and you know how you're listening. This is what they do. 
So stop saying, not my child, not me. I know my child. If you know your child, you know you. You remember how you were and you remember as a child the sneaky things that you did that your parents still do not know today that you have done. And you still can't tell your parents some of the things that you did because you were just that sneaky. So I don't want you to say, my child can't do it because I'm watching them every minute. A child that is watched every minute learns how to be more sneaky than a child who has never watched. They will do things just because. But now, inside of this school, these gangs come up. They walk up to each other. They give a sign. And then when you start having this fight and you're thinking that it's going to be one or two, it's normally 10 to 15 children that are fighting. Be it if it's a male gang, a female gang, or you have kings and queens that are part of this game. They fight. They fight all at once and they run. If they got you by yourself, they're going to damage you until school security or until teachers come. They scatter. They plan it in the stairwells. They plan it in the hallways. And sometimes I have seen them planted in a classroom. Because when that bell rings, every child should be in a classroom. And they are not. That child will go to your classroom to make sure that you're in it. They will advise other people who are in their gang to come into that classroom and they will begin to fight. They are trying to hurt you for whatever reason. Again, if it's gun, if it's drugs, if it's you're in the wrong territory, that is a major reason to fight. You would be surprised how many children that this actually becomes of. So the fight begins there. You see them slinging and swinging and using desks and books and everything else. School security cannot be everywhere. There are probably 10, 15, maybe we'll say even at a good school, that they have up to 30 security guards. You have in your school anywhere from 250 to 1,000 children that are in school. There's no way your eyes can be everywhere at once. That doesn't happen. Outside of the classroom and hallways, the best place to start is the lunchroom. You always have kids who go into a lunchroom and that nobody knows. Nobody knows why they're there. Again, they're spotting out to find out if the child is there. I have seen this so many times because in the lunchroom, it's not hard to start a food fight. It's not hard to watch everybody. You think that the school has cameras everywhere, but what you never ask the question is, are your cameras working? Are they working on a regular basis? The school does not have to show you film because it's a law to make sure that you take care of the children, that the children cannot be identified. Every child has a greater right than an adult. So you want to know and you want to see these films. You can't see everybody's child. You can't even see your own. So if your child is having a fight between one other person, you are not allowed to see the film. The Board of Education, wherever that they are, hold these films and they can hopefully process it so that they can see who may have started the fight or started the fight. And the, these children can be arrested. Now, a lot of times, a lot of schools, believe it or not, will not tell the police who was involved in the fight. 
They state that they can handle it on their own. They're only equipped to handle something that actually happened in the school. They are not equipped to handle things that happen outside of the school. So you don't know if your child, if they're going to bring a weapon of sort inside of that school. Children are very resourceful. They will wait until somebody is running out the school to bring in a different type of weapon. Most of the poor schools don't bring weapons inside of the school. They will wait until you are at the corner and then they will use it. This is just true. Don't sit up there and ask me, how do I know? Because I have been there. I have seen them fight all across the streets. There's nothing like when you're seeing 30 and 40 and 50 children fighting at the same time and you only have a couple of security guards while the police are coming. And understand, when you're thinking that why weren't the police there, let me give you a secret. You dial your 911. You believe that that call is coming directly to the squad car. It is not. It is going to a dispatcher. The dispatcher has to make an assessment. Is this worth giving to a squad car? They have to make that. So you're talking. You've made this call. You've given up all this information. That's one minute. This dispatcher is making a decision. Does he give it a call out to the other officers? And depending on the priority of that call is whether they give that call out as a priority. One, two, three, four, or five. They are making a decision if they think it is big or not. Once they've determined whether it's a priority, one, two, three, four, or five, then they call a police officer. And then the police officer, no matter where he is in this particular area, is how close that he is to it. So you're talking time. Time is the most important thing that is not on the officer's side, but is always on the side of the criminal because you just don't know how much time it takes him to get somewhere. Hopefully he's not far away, especially when it comes to schools, but you never know. So when you're looking at a child in these large fights, larger than large, you have to be careful. I need you to be more active into what your child is doing. And people who believe that your daughters, your darling, loving, beautiful daughters are not in the game, most of them are. There's a large problem, especially if you find out that your child, especially your females, are gay. They tend to start fights over more boyfriend-girlfriend or girlfriend-girlfriend thing, depending on what they want to call their mate at that particular time. They're involved in large gangs, and they do get your children to submit to that particular... Um, they want to submit, have the child submit to becoming, to doing some type of gay act. And I don't like to call it anything else, but a spade is a spade. It is true. It is not for you to deny. It is just true. So start looking into some of the things that your children will do. I remember being involved in a large fight where the children were fighting me as well as fighting the person that they were after. And you have to get through the crowd because, believe it or not, when there's a fight in school, all the children come out. So you have to distinguish which is good kids and bad kids. You only have seconds to make a decision of children that you do not know. These kids all look the same when it comes down to fighting. And if your child wants to be goofy at the particular time and block the police and block the security, you don't know if your child was the one who was involved or not involved in that fight. So you have to get out of the mentality of when something bad has happened to watch. 
There are times when the children are fighting outside, gang fighting outside, and they now have weapons. Teach your children to not stand around. If there is a gang fight and they don't want their friend hurt, teach your child to go home. Bullets do not have names, and we all know that bullets do not have names. But it's very important that you teach your children about gang activity, the thing that they happen, because these fights, these things that go along, go on every day. If you don't believe it, go up and start asking the school security. Go up and ask the teachers to be honest with you and let you know who are some of the grandest gangbangers in school. Then, if you're nice enough and you're not afraid, go let the police know if they don't already know who the child is. But it's always great to get more information. If your child knows about gang activity, let the school security know, let the principal know, assistant principal, whoever that they are. These things happen and they happen every day. And I know it's hard for you to say, oh, yes. Oh, no, please. It happens. It is truly happening. You ask now if you really wanted to know, see how many arrests have already been made at your school, at your child's school. And I do not just mean in high school. I do mean in grammar school also because children get left back. You do still have children who are 14, 15 and 16 who are still in grammar school and they bring more of a gang mentality to that grammar school. Things happen the same way. Be vigilant, be understanding, but don't be in denial of these things that happen. So this is my random thought. Large gang fights do happen. Teach your children to go home. Teach them to give you the information about what they know about the particular gangs in school. Make sure your child is getting a safe way to and from school. Every now and again, because you don't do it often, how about you take your child to school? Make sure that your child is safe on his or her way to school. It's important. So this is my random thought from Officer B, Unlimited Boundaries with your host, Lester Bailey. I want you all to have a marvelous, wonderful day. Stay brilliant. Be fantastic. But all know, don't lie to yourself. Check with your children. And I thank you for coming in, listening to me. And bye-bye for now. This was an amazing night, and I'm glad that you've learned something different. Have fun. Bye-bye for now.